You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. In fact, on the day of a feast of the Passover, there probably would have been hundreds of thousands of visitors coming into Jerusalem. In fact, one commentary I was reading, I reckon there could have been anything up to a million people in Jerusalem just to celebrate that feast. And it went for eight days. And it went right through the whole week. And uh, Jesus was, was coming towards Jerusalem and he got his two disciples to go down and get a, a donkey that had been prearranged because he said, go down and, and get this donkey. And if the owners say, what are you doing? Just say, the master needs it. So obviously he had clued it all up. And they brought the donkey back and they put their clothing on it and Jesus climbed on this donkey and he went down into the city of Jerusalem. You know what the Passover is, don't you? It's the, the meal or the celebration of remembering when the Jews came out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses. And uh, it was after 10 plagues had come upon Egypt. And the first plague was the water turned into blood. I'm glad I wasn't there for that. And then there was a plague of, of frogs. Can you imagine everywhere in your house having frogs? Very interesting that when Moses came to, uh, to the Pharaoh and said, when do you want me to take the frogs away? He said, tomorrow. He wanted another, one more night with the frogs. I, I'm really surprised at that. But frogs in the bed and frogs in the ovens and frogs everywhere. And then there, were, there was the, the plague of grasshoppers. Now, I've been in a plague of grasshoppers. It's mind-boggling. In my beginning of my ministry, I was out at um, north of uh, Roma, out at a little town called Injun, and I, we used to do a patrol work out into the Acadia Valley. And this one day, I had a, a local with me, and as we were driving through the valley, ahead of us looked like a great big cloud coming towards us. And he said, wind up the windows and shut all the vents. And I said, why? He said, they're grasshoppers. And sure enough, suddenly grasshoppers. We're not talking about little grasshoppers. We're talking about big fellas. Massive, big grasshoppers. And we climbed up something about that high. And we went probably from that side of the church right to the other side. And it's just grasshoppers heading everywhere. And then we bounced down on the other side and kept going. And that cloud just moved right across uh, the grassland, eating everything in its way. And uh, a lot of the... Uh, female grasshoppers were, were laying eggs. And they reckon one grasshopper could lay 100 eggs. And there were thousands of them, and they were laying eggs. And because of the, the, the height of them, those eggs were hatching uh, very quickly. And so it was just multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. And the farmers would come out at night and spray them, because that's the only way they could get them. It's incredible. And here Egypt was having this plague of grasshoppers. And then the last plague was the angel of death. And the angel of death was going to come through Egypt and the oldest male child was going to die. Unless, and the Jews knew this, unless they killed a spotless lamb and put two, the blood on the two side posts and the top beam and the angel of death would then pass over that house and go to the next one. It had the blood, it would pass over that and so on. So hence the, the feast of the Passover. And, and God told Moses, make this an annual celebration in remembrance of what happened in Egypt. And so Jesus was coming down into 
Jerusalem at this time with thousands and thousands and thousands of extra people. And as he came into Jerusalem, the people who didn't know who Jesus was said, Who is this man? What's he doing? Who is he? What's he all about? And you find that in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 10. And it reads, And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Who is he? And this morning I want to ask that question of us. Who is this man Jesus? Who is he to you this morning? And as we think about that, I want to look at five different groups of people who lived in that day, but also would be around today. Probably different names, but their attitudes and everything were the same. The first lot of people I want us to look at is the zealots. The zealots were, in fact, one of the disciples, Simon, was a zealot. A zealot was, uh, they were anti the Romans or anybody who was governing over the over Jewish people. And they were faithful Jewish people who, who loved their heritage, but they were anti the Jewish and they would rise up and they would cause disturbance with the, Jew, with the Romans. And they were looking forward to the Messiah coming. Remember the Old Testament said the Messiah is going to come and he's going to be a, a king just like King David. He's going to reign and uh, he's going to conquer his enemies. And so these zealots thought that this Messiah, when he comes, would be someone who would come and wipe out the Roman Empire and, and, and set up his own kingdom. And so they got quite excited when they were watching the ministry of Jesus. They said, this is probably the man. <clears throat> this is the man we've been waiting for. And then they, they saw the, the feeding of the 5,000. Well, it was actually more than 5,000. It was 5,000 men, not counting women and children. But for little, little kids' lunch. And they would have said, wow! Fancy having him as our leader. Can you imagine what is going to happen if we let him be the king? And then they would have heard about Jesus stilling the storm. Wow, again! And then raising Lazarus from the dead. And they thought, this is the guy. This is going to be incredible. And then he, Jesus comes marching into Jerusalem on this donkey. <clears throat> and they said, this is it. <clears throat> We're going to take over the Romans now. And slowly as the week progressed, Jesus didn't do anything as far as taking over the Romans. Because he came to die. And these zealots would have lost interest in him. All their dreams were, were coming to an end because he wasn't doing what they thought he should be doing. And you know, when we think about that, there are people today who get really upset with God because he doesn't always do what they want him to do. And I guess there's something like the zealots, aren't they? They think, well, why isn't God doing what I want him to do? But God doesn't work that way. Who is Jesus to you? Another group of people that I want us to think about are the, the religious leaders of the day. These are, are, are guys who, who, who are there to, to lead the people to God and God to the people. What do they think about Jesus? Well, they were really, really 
jealous and they began to get angry and these religious people wanted to to kill this guy because he was standing on their feet if, they, if you like <coughs> he was a guy who, who was getting more and more popular and, and they were scared about that and so they, they would send people down to try and trick him and he would turn that trick around so it would come against them and, and, and they didn't like it and they said we've got to get rid of this guy he's a, he's a troublemaker and so these so-called religious people who had the job of leading the people to God were the instigators of making sure that Jesus was killed. He was a, a troublemaker. And today, there are those who, who think that, that God, you know, had, don't want anything to do with him because who does he think he is anyway? And he, Fancy wanting to have my life and, 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 and wanting to do something with me. No, I'm not going to have anything to do with that. Who is Jesus to you? We had the zealots. We had the, the religious leaders of the day. And then we've got the Romans. The Romans didn't care much about Jesus at, at first. They knew that he was a guy going around and they heard that there were miracles happening and so on. But then these religious leaders came to Pilate and they said, we've got this guy who needs to die. And they had trumped up all these charges against him. And as we read through the scriptures, we find that, that Pilate sits down and he, and he talks to Jesus and he finds that there's, there's nothing wrong as far as deserving the penalty of death. And then he hears that he's a Galilean and so he, he sends him down to King Herod to let Herod have a look at him. And King Herod's really thrilled about that and, and he questions him and he finds no fault in him either. And so he sends him back to Pilate and, and Pilate really is wanting to release this Jesus but when he comes out to the mob, he says, I'm going to release him. He, they said, no, you're not. You can't release him because if you do, you're not a friend of Caesar's. And Pilate listened to the mob. He was persuaded by, by the crowd. He wasn't willing to stand up and be counted. He, he did what the crowd wanted. And there are people today who, who do the same thing, eh? Who are swayed by the crowd. The peer pressure that is so evident today in our society stops people from wanting to follow Jesus. Who is this Jesus? Who is he to you? The fourth lot of people that I want to think about is those who saw Jesus as, as a good man, maybe even a prophet. And one story that comes to mind is the story of the rich young ruler you know the story <coughs> he comes to jesus and he says master what must i do to be saved he's concerned about eternity he's concerned about where he's going and jesus looked at him and he said keep these commandments and he rattles off around four or five commandments and this guy has the audacity to say i've kept all those I don't know if I could have said that, but he did. 
And Jesus looked at him and, and, and really loved him and he said, there's one more thing you've got to do. And he knew that he was rich and he knew that he was a ruler. He said, I want you to go and sell everything you have and come and follow me. You see, his money, his possessions, his position was, was governing his life. And when Jesus said that, he, he went away sorrowful. As far as we know, he never came back. Because his God was the finances. And you see, if you went to the rich young ruler and said, who was Jesus? He probably would say, well, he was a prophet of God. He was a good man. But he certainly wasn't his saviour. Because he wasn't willing to, to surrender himself and give up those things that Jesus asked him to give up. Then in John chapter 6, we have the, the story of the disciples following Jesus. And, and Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciple, you've got to take up your cross and follow me. And, and then he, he, he kept on talking about that. And some of the disciples said, well, we can't follow that. We, that's, that's too hard for us. And the Bible tells us that they fell away. And today, in just about every religion around the world, you will find Jesus as a, as a good man, or maybe even a prophet of God. But the people who, who think that way don't accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Who is he to you today? As these people ask that question, who is this man? We ask the question of us, who is this man? But especially, who is this man to you? And the final group of people that I want us to think about are those who saw Jesus as the Messiah. They were the 11 disciples, because you remember Judas went out and, and killed himself. And with them was about another 110, 120 people who gathered together, not understanding everything as they followed Jesus. And, and they also would have had the thought that he was going to set up his own kingdom and then he went to the cross and he died and, and then suddenly he rose again. And, and they were thrilled and we know in Acts chapter 2 the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And these guys were completely and totally changed. And they turned the world upside down. 120 odd people turned the world upside down because they believed that this Jesus was the Son of God. And I guess we are here today because of those 120 people who were faithful in spreading the message of the gospel. And I want us just to look at the screen because I want us just to look at a couple of things as we, as we come to an end. Who do you believe Jesus is? In other words, who is he to you today? I came to you and said, who is this Jesus? Just as those people asked over 2,000 years ago as Jesus came into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, who is he to you? But look at these statements. No army has ever marched. No king has ever lived. No invention has ever been invented. No medical breakthrough has ever been discovered. No scientific discovery has ever been made. Has changed the world as much as the life, death 
and resurrection of a single carpenter from Nazareth named Jesus. Amazing, isn't it? And 120 people took that message out and turned the world upside down. So I ask of you again, who is Jesus to you on this Palm Sunday?